0: It goes. It goes. All right, well, good evening, everyone, and um, for the people who are sort of new, uh, you know, we have like a certain uh, terms we use, maybe it'll clear things up for you when you hear them. So one of them is selfing. Selfing is pretty much the basic format that's mentally produced, you know, it's a mental process, and uh, see. In recovery we use the term the small s to uh to sort of infer the parasitical mental movement that grabs us, yeah. In some spiritual terminology the self means everything. It's the large S. We're well, gonna be emphasizing the small S, yeah. So why we use the word selfing is because to give the to deem something the self is giving it too much credit, yeah. The feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is produced by a mental process. You didn't have it when you were a baby; you grew into it. Yes, there was no separation at one point while you were here. Seemingly, if you follow the story that you've been a body, well, you can't just sort of forget those first year and a half as a body. And at that time, there was no sense of otherness. Yes, and there was no sense of self. So, sense of self sort of grew. Uh, grew or got developed when the mental process got more developed. Yeah. So all right. So the sense of self, it to me is a production, and it's produ- and it's it's a mental production. And the main uh, basis for it and reinforcement of it is the mental process. So the thought system that we're being navigated by and that you hear in your head quite a lot, that thought system, if you look at it. The language, it's usually in the language of where you came from, like English or Indonesian or whatever. But the, the language that we're using is a subjective language used by objects. Yeah? We're, we're implying that we're the doer of a lot of things that we're not the doer of. Yeah? All day when we're talking to people. It's like like, like uh, people will say, oh, you hurt your knee, like I took a hammer and hit my knee you know, I, mean? I heard it, yes, so no, I had nothing to do with it, yeah, in a way. The knee got old and it went out, And but it sounds like I had something to do with it. Hey, you hurt your knee, and therefore, I'm crazy to hurt my knee, you know, and then the guilt and shame, I hurt my knee, you know, or, like, when I went back east a while ago and I hadn't, uh, they hadn't seen me in a while, and my hair had grown, and everyone was saying, hey, you're growing your hair, you know, and I'm very proud of it, yes, my hair's looking great, and you know, I've joined a hair growing group and we grow our hair together and we measure it. But it's but I don't have anything to do with the hair. As long as I don't cut it, it grows, yeah? But the language implies like I have some sense of doing of it, yeah? And what it does is the language implies that you have something to do with things you have nothing to do with quite a lot. So while you're listening to it all day, from hearing it with others and talking and then hearing it in your own head, it has the ability to sort of set a trance and reinforce the trance, yeah? To reinforce that I'm the doer of things I'm not the doer of. So like... Like, if you if we were sitting here and I started to say, hey, I have to leave early tonight because I just remembered I had that burrito earlier and I didn't take any time out to digest it. You know, i got to go home. And then I thought, oh, I had pizza last night late and I didn't digest that either. So i got to go home and spend a lot of time digesting the food that I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone would go, that's insane. You're not digesting the food. But the same people will, will believe that they're the doer of a very much subtler process of the body, brain, which is thinking. They believe they're the thinker of thoughts that are much more subtle than digesting food, yeah. or pumping the blood, or beating the heart. We, we don't feel like we're the beater of the heart or the pumper of the blood yeah? But we believe we're the thinker of the thoughts. Yeah? So we have an allegiance to a process that's going on, just like all the other processes of the body, and one of them is thinking. But we have an allegiance to that one more than most others, which is I'm the doer of it. And then the second allegiance is to being, is to being the doer of the actions that happen through this body. Yeah? But if anyone here has been taken over by alcoholism, basically you didn't really have much say in the matter. As soon as you had the first drink or the first drug, you were apt to do anything, yeah? and many of us have. Yeah? We, were, we were there to, to have, we had to take responsibility, or avoid the responsibility of what happened, but in a sense, in the real experience of it, we really didn't do it. We drank, and then something started to happen, yeah? Something took us over and used us for transportation. So, the self thing is a mental process, and what it does is it produces a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, that you're a body, yeah? And that, that body is now deemed to be the one that's looking, the one that's hearing, the one that's feeling, the one that's tasting, the one that's touching, the one that's doing, the one that's thinking. But... If you look at it, let's say something right now is looking out of this eye, yeah? And let's say I passed away, and then that eye wouldn't be seeing anything anymore. But if you took the eye out of my dead body and put it in a live body, it would see again, yeah? So the eye's ability to see isn't based on the eye. Something fac- it facilitates seeing. So what is that that's producing an oneness in our lives? That's, that's actually what is facilitating the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching. We may call it us, but we're a mental idea. We come after what's actually living as us, or through us. Yeah? And you can see it. You know, the feeling is like, if I see something, if I'm looking out this window, my eyes open, I'm going to see whatever goes by the window. I may have an opinion in the morning that I'm never going to see a bird today, But if my eyes open, I'm probably going to see a bird that day fly by, yeah? Or someone has a feeling, and they go, I didn't want to feel that, but they already felt it, you see? There's an assumption that you have some power, like I shouldn't have felt what I felt. But the, the feeling of I shouldn't have felt it doesn't come before the feeling, it comes after the feeling. Yeah. The feeling comes up, and then there's, the, there's a mental idea, hey, I shouldn't have felt that, but you know, there's the feeling. Yeah. So to me, the selfing implies that you're the doer, insinuates, infers, you're the thinker, the doer, the haver, all this, the feeler. And in that, in, in that, it uses all of that activity, all the thinking, all the feeling, all the doing, to reinforce the idea that you're the doer, the feeler, the thinker. And it's a form of bondage. You're bonded to the idea of being a self. Yeah? And it causes irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Sometimes it can be really extreme. Sometimes it's it's sort of like a malaise. But in fact, there's an unease. And if you don't think you're an unease, then watch all the seeking you're doing to change how you're feeling and to change where you seem to be. Yeah? Yeah? If you can't know, if you can't get a hit of what's going on, you'll get an inference of it by what's going on. If I'm out there doing, if I can't stay by myself for five minutes without doing something, some, there's an unease there. Yeah? There's an irritability of restlessness that I don't want to deal with. Yeah, So I'm going to do shit to sort of avoid it, deny it, disassociate from it. You see it with... with People, they get into the, the, the terrible relationship, but they, can't, they won't leave the terrible relationship because then they're going to be by themselves. And that's a lot worse than the idea of being in a terrible relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah? To me, this is all produced by this, this thought, these thoughts, these, this whole system of perception and thought of selfing. Yeah? Now, what would happen is if you weren't the thinker of the thoughts that you seem to be having. Yeah? If you could change one word in your life, so you take the word relationship here, you put money up there, you put health up there, and you weigh them. If you're not in health, it means more than other people that are healthy, basically. Yeah. Or if you don't have any money, money means a lot. If you have a lot of money, it may not mean as much today. Yeah? So the basic, the basic meaning is based on the circumstances and the condition of our life. Anyway. All right, now let's see if we can change the weight weight of relationship. Put the word my in front of it. My relationships. Much different, eh? Much more important than a relationship. As soon as it turns into my relationship. Alright, money. Money, yeah. My money. Unbelievably different. <laughs> you can see people who they they, they they don't think money's important but they're not giving their money away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, health,
1: health, all right.
0: my health, unbelievable, eh? So this addition, this addition is going on all day. And how and what's facilitating that is the selfing, yeah? Because when a feeling comes through, there's a feeling that, it, there's a sense that it's your feeling. You have it, yeah? It's like if you look at a, if you were in a playground and there was 30 kids there, and uh, one of them was yours, where would your attention go to? The 30 kids are your kid. Probably your kid, yeah. So here's a thought, a thought, a thought, but then when it's held as my thought, it's totally different. That my thought has the ability to ruin a day. Yeah. When a thought, me and Chris could have the same thought right now, and let's say we're in the same economic situation, same physical condition, and his thought is held as his, and that thought's going to have an effect on him. And I hold it as Chris's, and it doesn't have an effect on me. Yeah, But the same thought, if I held it as mine, it would have a bigger effect on me. This is going on all day. You're being affected all day. Either slightly, or gravely, or greatly. You're being affected. Everything is getting painted with self in. Yeah, It's sort of like, if you look at life from self-centeredness... The only way you really see it is life's happening to you. If you look at it from just seeing, yeah, not looking. Looking is a bastardized version of seeing. It's seeing that's been claimed by the mental process. Now it's looking. It's you are looking. But there's really only seeing going on. From seeing, life is happening, yeah? From looking, it's happening to you. It's hugely different. One is an interpretation, one is an event. The interpretation isn't just an interpretation. It has an agenda, the interpretation. It's very biased. So you'll see threats where there are no threats. You'll think someone's out to get you when they don't give a shit about you. All this stuff will happen. There'll be, like, distortion all day going on, and it's sort of like we think it's happening out there, like something's distorting me, but if you follow it, it's the mind's doing it, in a sense. It's like the mind's light is moving through these lenses of selfing, and then it produces a lot of distortion that we call the reality. Yeah? And we figure, the way we're taught is, well, if you, you can do and you have yourself into another reality. You can just do and have yourself into a state of being, but all you get, get to get is a mental state. Yeah? You know, doing and having doesn't work on the level of being, because being is. Yeah? It isn't gonna be, or its it isn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't once being. It is. So the, the doing and having, in a way, is a det- is a detriment or a deterrent from seeing that clearly. While you're doing and having, you're attempting to produce a being that can't be produced. It's an unproduced state. It's being. Yeah. It's not in time because it then only would be. Being is the present tense of wanting and willing. Yeah. But it isn't. It's being. It doesn't have time involved in it. Doing and having takes time. i got to do a lot of shit to have a lot of shit with the hopes that I'll get a sense of being. Why not get the sense of being by realizing what you're not? You're not a long-lasting independent separate entity. You're not the thinker. You're not the feeler. You're not the haveer. You're not the doer. I'm not saying what you are, but if you entertain you may not be that, you'll find out what you are. Yeah? Not by getting out of self, realizing you are never in it. Yeah? It's like the solution is prior to the problem. It's not after the problem. See? The problem isn't so. It isn't true. And therefore, you've got to get a true solution to apply it. The solution is that it's imaginary. The problem is seemingly so. You cannot be yourself. You're not an independent separate entity. You're what's looking through this camera box. You're not the you're not the lenses and the camera thing. You're not the ears. The ear isn't hearing. It facilitates hearing. What's hearing? Is it you, a mental idea? Then what was hearing before you showed up, like in the first year and a half of your quote unquote life? <laughs> what was hearing then? I don't know. Well, I I would say, well, maybe that's you. And maybe the, the sense of you was an acquired taste. Not brought to you by physicality or out there, but by a mental process. Yeah? And you have to see, the thought system is a mental process. Because it's the only thing that has time. The body isn't worried about last week, is it? I don't feel it isn't. Has no idea, yeah? The emotions aren't worrying about last week. They can get provoked by worrying about what last week, but what provokes it? The mental state, yeah? The mental state is what values the past and the future, not the physical state. Yeah? The mental state does. It's the only state that has past and future. Yeah? In a way. So the mental state... Why does it think of you as a body? Right. Does it think of you as a spirit? Does your thoughts about you picture you as a spirit? Without any affiliation whatsoever, not being in a body or having a body, just, no, just totally pure spirit. No. The thought system pictures you as a body, yeah? A body that has got his leg hurt in a motorcycle. Yeah? That's having this trouble. Yes. The identification is as the body. So the thought system pictures me as a body, and what does it do with that picture? It pictures me somewhere else at some other time. It thinks about when I got hit by the car, and you got run over by the, or got hurt by the motorcycle, yeah? But how do I picture what got run over? The spirit got run over? Did the spirit have eight operations? No. It was the body, yeah? The body got hurt. But the thought system thinks you're you're, certain, you're like a hybrid between the body and the mental state, yeah? You have a body or you're in a body, but you're not really the body, yeah? A lot of people hate their body, basically. The mental state hates it, really. But so I think about myself in the past. The system thinks about itself, sees, thinks of it as a body, and remembers it. Where does it remember it? When it thinks about it in the past. It remembers it now, right? I remember that I'm a body now by thinking about me as a body then. And I remember myself as a body now by worrying about me as a body later. The remembering isn't only based in the past, it's also uses the future. While I'm worrying about what's going to happen to me, let's say affiliated with the knee in the future, I'm remembering me as a body now. It's called the bondage of self. We say in recovery, please relieve us of the, of the bondage of self. It's not, please relieve us of the bondage to self, because that would be one thing bound to another thing. The bondage of self is an idea. We're, bond- we're bonded to an idea that's constantly getting inferred and assumed and implied by the how we navigate and take this world to be through the head process. Yeah? So, how could I be free from something I'm not literally bound to? I just have to see I'm not literally bound to it to be free.
1: Yeah.
0: How can that happen? Who knows? But what I, what I, how it went with me is I had this strange idea by listening to people in recovery meetings all these months that I first went I had this strange idea that came up to me, which was, because I had terminal uniqueness, very ill. Big shell of, oh, no one's felt like I felt. <laughs> no one's ever thought like I thought. No one's done these heinous things that I've done. I'm the only, I'm so special, I'm not able to be helped. And then I go to meetings and people share their feelings, their thoughts and reactions to life, you know? And after a few months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts?
1: <laughs>
0: how did all these people get my thoughts? <laughs> Some of them were from India, different social stratas, but I did they, hey, where did you get that? And that was mine. And the first reaction, and all that it, that led to they
1: maybe they're not mine.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm not the owner or the proprietor or the doer of these thoughts.
1: Yeah. Or maybe also,
0: let's throw the feelings in there. Maybe I'm not the feeler of the thoughts, feelings, you yeah? know? And what happened is I got relief from what? Feelings and thoughts. Not by the thoughts and feelings really stopping, but by the mind being weakened, yeah? I started entertaining, hey, let's entertain that bridge that goes from what I am to what I'm not. And I would say it's my. <laughs> it's the act of claiming something I really have nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> so when when that bridge wasn't built, then I just had a thought, and for me it's a lot of them I called alcoholic, but I had some space finally, which I never had before for years. And nobody could produce it. My mother wanted me to stop getting loaded, my friends wanted me to stop getting loaded. I wanted to stop getting loaded. My enemies wanted me to stop getting loaded. The state wanted me to stop getting loaded. <laughs> Nothing could get me unloaded. Nothing. Yet, suddenly something happened that gave me or afforded me an immunity that I never had before. And the immunities started to flesh out my life by entertaining that the thoughts aren't mine. Yeah? That they're just thoughts. And that's why we have very similar thoughts because we all have basically the same little system plugged in, you know, called self-centeredness. And from self-centeredness, it's a very apt description of the whole system. It's centered on self. So if you don't like how the thoughts and everything's treating you, go to the center of the system that's applying all that on your life, and maybe questioning the center. If I'm not the center of the system, the system weakens. Yeah? It has the only thing that's driving the system is your interest and attention. And the only reason why your interest and attention is enslaved to it, you think it's about you. Yeah. I'm not gonna go five years ago and think about Duncan pretty much. You know. Probably, oh what I wonder what Duncan you know, I guess Duncan was doing this five years ago and he must have been going through you know, you know, mostly the only place my interest and attention is gonna go back there for is me. Is <laughs> Paul. Oh, and in the future too. I'm not going to worry. The funny thing is, you tell people the person you're worrying about now in the future won't even be that person when you get there. <laughs> Your personality shifts. There's no stable you, Graham. Yeah, Graham is a verb. It's just going on. And the verb you're worrying about now is verbing, and it won't be the same verbing then. So you're worrying about a total stranger. <laughs> <laughs> you're concerned about somebody you're having a concerned about. <laughs> and what happens? That sounds great. And maybe you like it doing that. But what is it? There's an activity that's doing. In a way, you're you're blind to what's happening now because you're totally avidly looking in what's not happening all day. Yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. So, you miss out on where the invitation is. It isn't in yet, uh, next year or last year. It's right now. Yeah? And you can't know it, but you'll find out about it. Yeah? You can't know it because you cannot be separate from this moment. You are, for all intents and purposes, the moment. Yeah? You're not something that's in a moment. That's the body appearance. Yeah? You are the moment. So, you will never know yourself. You'll never know what you are, but you'll know everything else from it. Instead of knowing everything else from what you're not, maybe a little bit over time you'll start knowing things from what you are. And you'll see things differently and you'll travel lighter here. You'll travel lighter when? Not when you're on the retreat or in the Himalayas, but like on Wednesday afternoon. Thursday, when your legs hurt, when your knees out, and it seems like it's gone on way too long. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe the prognosis isn't good. And then you see how the mind is attached to whatever behavior you used to do, like surfing and stuff like that. And you see the suffering that arises when you're separated from something you've been identified as. Yeah? And then you see there's an identification underneath all that identification, and that's the identification as being a body. And you're gonna be you're gonna be separated from that at a point in life called death. Yeah? So you have all these little deaths in your life where something that you love to do, like I love to shoot cocaine. I did, but there's no way that door's closed, yeah I loved it, and that's the difficult part. When you go into recovery, you had a big affinity to what you were doing. you know I mean I loved it. So it wasn't like, "Oh, I'm so happy, oh, no, it was like, I had to get a lot of shit had to happen to me to get me ready to move on, you know. I have a lot of consequences that convince me that's not working for you anymore. Yeah. Well, what happens any time there's an identification? If you can't do that or have that, there's suffering follows. A mental suffering. You compare yourself to an old idea of you that's not suitable for this moment. Yeah.
1: I'm
0: getting. I'm getting new. I'm getting emails. People offering me walkers. Five months ago, I was surfing now I'm like entering like in at speed of light senior
1: citizenship,
0: yeah? <laughs> it was like, I wanted it to break down a little slower. It's, 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 it's like being
1: in one of those motorized vehicles, and the, the, the speed gauge went off, it's just, I can't slow up. <laughs> I got,
0: got a disabled placket coming. <laughs> oh my god! It's like unbelievable. <laughs> you become identified with anything, even if you think it's loosely the, the the unadhering to it, which is going to happen to the point of when you pass away as a body, is going to be very painful. Yeah, not because you. It's the identification as, yeah. It's what are you going to do if you're identified as a surfer and you don't surf? After a while. Yeah? Why do you identify as a motorcycle rider and you don't ride motorcycles? Yeah. This is what happens. If I got it if I became identified as someone who's introducing this message, this would be a this could become a very painful event. If I became identified with this chair that I'm on because it's musical chairs, the music stopped, and this is the seat aside that I found myself in, if I suddenly started to think the seat was ingrained with my name, it would be painful one day because it would have to be dropped for you to totally be free. Yeah. So why not, if you could, have, if you could see, instead of having that, you know, when you pull a bandage off, and it hurts, runs really fast. What would happen if you just slowly, maybe, it would just the glue that's holding you to these ideas of being a body and sometimes were well, loosened or weakened over time, where the band-Aid would just fall off? It wouldn't have to be a big, another, you know, catastrophic event to have something happen. You would just—it would be like you would be molting. You'd be shedding something. You'd be shedding an old idea, and you'll be shedding the oldest idea, which is that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And you know what? Then you'll be filled with the lightness of light and spirit. Yeah. Not after you die, but before you pass away, or seemingly pass away. Yeah? And then, then you have this unsuspected resource, like it talks about in AA, an unsuspect, unsuspected inner resource that starts playing a huge role in your life. It's so like I went to a meeting last night, been going for 26 years, and I was sitting there and going, and I felt that presence, I feel. And it's like the unseen participant. You never see it in body form, but that's the spirit. That's the whole engine of all recovery, is that power. And it's been, in that. It's been available at every meeting I've ever entered into. And yet I now see it when it walks in. I see it where it's sitting because it's everywhere. Yeah, I have a sense of it every freaking time I go. A sense of presence of what's not seen. Yeah, Well, that's what I am. I haven't been seen here. The only thing that's been seen here is the body. Yeah, I have never been seen, but I'm what's seeing everything. Yeah? I have never been heard. This voice does never speaks the truth. It's impossible to. It can just point very crudely or, or arthritically, maybe in the vague right direction, but it doesn't speak the truth. But what's what's hearing everything that's ever been said, it cannot be heard.
1: Yeah.
0: All the feelings were allowed to be felt by something that can't be felt. Yeah. Every time I believe you looked at me, like you know, Robert De Niro in taxi driver, hey you you looking at me? Every time someone has been looking at me, they've never looked at me ever. They've looked yeah, they looked at what was called me, they've looked at another you, a body. Yeah. But this body seems to be different from yours because it's crowned me. Yeah? And I'm the only me in this room. Yeah? Yet there's twenty five me's in this room. And to me to me, All you me's are you's. (laughs) And to you, all this, this me, which is a whole lot of it, is a you. Yeah? There's no way you can escape it. Anytime you're looking at me, it's seen as a you. (laughs) Every time you say, hey, look at me, when I follow your direction, I see a you. (laughs) It's just a freaking idea. What seeing is the same thing. What's hearing? What's feeling? Yeah. It's a flavor that brings an ease and comfort where you couldn't produce one in your life. It's a relaxation that you couldn't get after 20 time massages. It wouldn't happen. It's a different type of, of ballgame. It relieves you of the bondage of self. Yeah. And then when you're relieved of that bondage, you realize... That was the problem. And you see it, not after the problem, but prior to it. Because you realize you were never a self, you're never going to be a self, and you never will be a self. Yeah? Your prior is the solution, not after. If you follow the mind back, you'll follow to where it goes, which is the source, yeah? And everything proceeds from there. Nothing is prior to that, yeah? If you take any sound you ever heard, bring it to what's hearing the sound. That's not a sound. That's what I am. That's what's hearing the sound, yeah? Not Dean Paul, yeah? Yeah? Like Hawaii Po, a great Zen master, said it beautifully. He said, saved us a lot of time. He says, Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Alright? So this body can be perceived, yeah. This thought of Paul, which is a thought, can be perceived. You have tons of thoughts about Paul. Yeah? If you follow his logic, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Yeah? So whatever can whatever can be heard can't be what's hearing. Whatever can be seen can't be what's seen. Whatever is that can be felt can't be what's feeling. Yeah, it's beautiful. It doesn't take the ball game away. It just gives you a a lighter uniform to wear. Yeah, you're not running to get to home. You're sort of jogging leisurely.
1: around the thing
0: you know you're sort of free range in the outfield the ball comes around maybe gets it, throw in it's like the whole pressure's off yeah <laughs> the pursuit of happiness has turned into a leisurely walk because you know where a source of happiness is it isn't outside how many times has, have your plans of happiness failed you yeah how many times have I gotten what I wanted and then it was ensued by a very uh, deep emptiness of dissatisfaction. Yeah. St. So Francis said, a, St. Francis of Assisi, you ever hear of him? Mm-hmm. He said a beautiful thing. He says, What's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. He doesn't say who's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. It saves you tons of time. Obviously, <laughs> what's looking if it's not disguised as a who will be seen easily Yeah, you'll feel it you'll feel that you are that Yeah. instead of wanting to try to acquire that from where you're not you'll give up being what you're not and then realizing what you are yeah? it just works better it doesn't take any time either and if you forget seemingly forget there's these meetings you can come to and you'll be reminded like every time someone calls and says what are you going to be talking about this week this week the same thing I always talk about because there's no point to go anywhere else seriously like in Buddhism they have those that thing called the Eightfold Noble Path about where they first have the four, the four Noble Truths that talk about the problem which is suffering and what's causing it desire and, and then what can you do about it and stuff and then he has the Eightfold Path and so if you look at it linearly, it says the first one is right view. And then they have like right livelihood, right meditation, right understanding. A lot of rights afterwards, yeah? But if you look at it first, the right view, that's where the right migrates from. To right meditation, right livelihood, right this. Right livelihood isn't going to produce the right view. The right view produces the right livelihood, Yeah. So what is the view? In Buddhism, there was a view that there is no self. Yeah? Anatta. There is no long-lasting independent entity. There's no eternal soul and stuff like that. And how can you get there? You can't. You already arrived. How can you, that dawn on you? It's by realizing what you're not. Because what you're not is the distortion... That's blocking you seemingly from recognizing what you are. If the what you're not gets uninteresting to you, you'll become interested probably in what you are. You won't have to try to become interested in it. You'll just, it'll just happen. Yeah. yeah. So this, this simple invitation is just a question that all those premises that put us as the doer and the thinker and the haver in our life. You know? problem is so much different when it's not preceded by my, you know? An operation is much different when it's not my operation. I can de- deal with this knee so much better as a knee than I can with my knee. My knee there's tons of stories about it. A knee just may hurt today, you know? My knee, oh it's been hurting forever and it's gonna keep hurting forever. Yes. And, you know, the traveling lighter accumulates over time. You won't even see it. It's like a thief in the night. It, won't be a, it could be, but it probably won't be massive explosions of light. But you'll just notice after a while you're traveling a lot lighter through the geography of your life. You know, you just see, hey, I'm dealing with things a lot better than I ever did by not dealing with them in a way. Yeah. Then you're relieved from all that bondage. And you can just pay attention to what's happening now. Your interest and attention is free to be here and be used to enrich your life instead of being enslaved to there and then. Yeah? And produce anxiety from an imaginary source. You know, look at what happens with people. Most people, what's bothering them isn't tonight. Yeah? If you look at it, most people that come here... If they're bothered, it's not by Wednesday night. It's usually by last Saturday or two weeks from now. Yes, They're preoccupied, not with this event or any event they're in. They're preoccupied with a past and future idea. Yeah, And then it produces a laugh or a sense, and they can't put their finger on it. And yet the finger, right here and now, is the solution to there and then. If you want relief from what's not happening, the relief comes from realizing it's not happening. Yeah. If I realize the future right now is not happening, right now it's not. And this doesn't mean no planning. That's planning happens now. Everything happens now. Yeah. But if I realize something that seems to be bothering me is not happening, what more do I need to do? All I have is that recognition stops the whole thing. Yeah. And then suddenly, instead of paying attention to what's not happening, I'm paying attention to what's happening. Now I feel pretty damn satisfied about life. Where before, all I wanted to do was escape it. Every freaking shot I ever did of drugs was trying to get out of here. Every spiritual practice was trying to get out of here. Yeah, I was always trying to get out of here. Now, I don't want to go anywhere. There's places I don't want to go, doctors, appointments, and fucking therapy and shit, but, but you know. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I swear, well, since I was a kid, I've been trying to escape here. I mean, first science fiction fantasy, and fantasy, Edgar Round Poe, then sports and everything, then alcohol and drugs, then spirituality, yeah? And, and the funny thing is, you can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't leave a place you're not truly in. This isn't what's actually happening in a lot of ways. So my wanting to get out of it was a huge form of being in it. (laughs) And I couldn't see that. I couldn't see it until I could. One day, my mind shifted and I could see it. Before that, I couldn't see it, what was right in front of me, that my life was unmanageable because I was managing it. Yeah? It's not unmanageable. It was unmanageable because I was managing it. When I manage, that's what I manage into unmanageability. <laughs> that's what I do. When I seek, I just feed the seeking until it becomes an addiction. And then addiction has consequences. Consequences have, have effects. I get screwed. You yeah? Just it's an invitation, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, just you've heard it. It's like a spiritual subpoena you've been served, whatever you know you'll be brought you'll be called to your own court. Thank God, it won't be a mental court because you're already convicted in the mental court. There's no fucking way you're the biggest hook in your life is the one you've placed yourself. you did something probably in your life there's no forgiveness for you about. You don't care how many other people you forgive. You won't forgive yourself because you you hold yourself to higher standards. The one I had was with my mother. For years, when I was out there running around to make myself feel a little better doing all the shit I was doing, I promised myself when I got the settlement for this thing, I'd give my mon- mother money. You know. She lived in Long Island, and uh, suddenly I got. It wasn't the money I expected, but I finally some of the money came through, and I had to go back to New York to get it at a bank. Yeah, they wouldn't give it all to me at once because they knew of me. <laughs> so they gave me some of the ten thousand dollars, and then I signed for it, and I bought a lot of ounces of coke. Yeah, you know? and I, me and this lady drove to the Hamptons, you know, it's a resort area, and we drove right by my mother's house. And my mother's thought came in my head, and all those times I said it, I was going to give her money. I just drove right by, didn't stop. Well, that one, out of many, I could never forgive myself for. Yeah, that's the type of thing. And therefore, if you're convicted, this is just living out a sentence, you know. But if you're, if the subpoena is served, it could bring you to the court of light. Where all the annulment happens prior to all the all the events, prior to all the actions, not after them, but prior to them, you come off your own hook finally, and then I could go and make amends to my mother, and my mother didn't die till after I was two years sober, yeah, and I could clean up all that shit. Where before, while I when I was thinking was me that did it, I just avoided it like crazy. When I realized it wasn't me, I was able to show up and take the shots, yeah. Now it sounds funny. It sounds like you would actually do it the opposite way. But I showed up and became more accountable when I realized I wasn't responsible. That I was taken over by a parasite called alcoholism, and I would have done what I did to you to anyone else unless you could physically stop me. Really. There was no choice in the matter. This is the type of stuff. If you feel burdened, if you feel that malaise, you feel like you're held by time, it's sort of like a vice that you can't really enjoy where you're at because you're being moved down that like moving walk thing like at the airport, you know, you can't stop to look at some of the displays because you keep moving. That's like that that selfing, that movement of time pushing you to the next bigger, better moment, Yeah, you know? instead of just relaxing and being able to surrender to what's going on, We're always withholding to what's going on because we're bequeathed to some other event, be it a past or a future one. There's a freedom from self, man, realizing you're not one. There is a solution, but it's prior to the problem, not after the problem. This was when I heard this, it was like the last answer really. heard it at a meeting similar to this, and uh, it hit me and I knew it before I ever knew anything. Yeah. It just was like rang a bell that had never been rung before, and from that point on, it's just been about entertaining possibilities, yeah, and letting the mind Free range, in a way. Be free from that bondage to time and everything like that and see what life could be like unbequeathed or unwedded to that idea of being a self. The presence you're going to feel, if you call it spiritual, is your own presence. (laughs) That's what it is. It's all, you're the one that's generating the presence, not me, not an idea, but what you are is the presence. You can call it spiritual or this or that, but you are that, yeah? And after a while, realizing that, then it's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, oh, that's it. Yes.
1: You said when I mean, you, you made a list of places you hate going or interacting with those doctor and therapists.
0: Oh, I was just like, I know
1: it's <laughs> the question. I mean, wouldn't a the therapy place be some place to be a great opportunity to stare and self see it for exactly what it is, and therefore just dismiss it, it take one hour?
0: You know, all places are. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 But of course, the body is a cool thing because uh, there's so much dependence on it. Your life is based on being able to walk and stuff like that, quite a lot. And so, and in my life this time, I've, that's been dismissed from me many times. I've gotten so many downtimes, you know, where I've been laid up, and it, it's uh, it can be trying for the mental process because it's so aligned with the body. It's very difficult when the body gets sort of diminished and it can't do what it wants, yeah? It, it doesn't, uh, yeah. It's trippy. But then again, the seeing of that is freedom when you see it, yeah? When you're looking from something, that's slavery. When you see it, that's freedom. This one lady I met in Australia, she had bone cancer, a very heavy condition, one of the most painful ones. And she was pretty far gone. Luckily, her husband was sort of well off, and so she got to, she was t- being taken care of well. But they had, she, he had to carry her in and put her in this bed. But her mind had shifted out of selfing, and uh, she was as bright as bright can be. She was the most one of the nicest people. One of them. I would I would have. I was drawn to go visit her, and yet she wasn't doing anything, you know, but her mind was so alive and awake, it was great. she had been from all that whatever suffering she had been relieved of the bondage the body identification, I guess I don't know, but it was pretty pretty attractive, and she passed away that soon thereafter, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, this is just for me it's been. Started, and I started entertaining this maybe 15 years ago in AA. And uh, AA is the foundation to how I can live out here you know, without getting arrested and everything else by not drinking and using. And yet this illuminated the life AA gave me. Yeah? This isn't a, a path to illumination but it will illuminate whatever you're doing. In other words, you're the bringer of the light. You're not the gatherer of it. You're the bringer of it. So... That's what I love about it. This isn't a path. It's not there it's not here to replace anything. It would just illuminate. So for me it illuminated the program of AA uh, unbelievably. You know, what I had been reading for years had a whole new meaning. Because what was reading it was different, yeah. My mind had changed, my source. The word self is used quite a lot in recovery and I saw it as a as a foreign installment. I saw it as a parasitical movement, yeah? And it was the most incredible thing, because while I was identified as it, I was trying to be free as a self, yeah? I was trying to acquire spirituality and make the self a spiritual self, yeah? With all the doing and having, I was attempting to change or adorn something that I wasn't. And from that position, so... That noble feeling of wanting to be free would be co-opted, and i try to be free as a self, which is a big bondage. Yeah? But when I saw it wasn't, it was a foreign installment. The first entertainment that occurred was, I can be free of it. Free from it. Yeah. And bingo, that's the way. As soon as that happened, it's, kept, it's, it's still happening to this day. I started entertaining. Hey, if I'm not that, that's that. <laughs> Why am I therapizing something that I'm not? Why am I trying to work so hard at socializing it and everything? I'm not that, yeah? And so I started to become free from it, yeah? from it, from, from, from. Yeah. And that like, trajectory hasn't changed yeah, for 14, 15 years. So for me, I, 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 it hits me as the last answer, yeah? Nothing else, I, I'm not looking for a turbocharged answer or an extreme radical answer. This is like just dog shit awareness becomes really obvious to you. Yeah? And you're incessantly on, and you're not of a body. Like Jesus Christ says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And this world is of body, yeah? Of things. And things are very subtle, like ideas, and very crude, like bodies and rocks and stuff. Yeah, but he says, "Hey, you're in this place, but you're not of it." Yeah? It's nice to know some of the ofness while you're seemingly in, because the relief we want in the inness can't come from the inness; it has to come from the ofness. Yeah. Many of us have searched all throughout the inness, and we haven't found lasting relief because it's not available. It comes from somewhere else. It's not another place, but of from the of this, yeah? And in a way you're the you're the projection of both right now. You're appearing or identified as what's in, yet you're not of this. You're of let's say nothingness or spirit, yeah? Now if this is way too heavied out as you're all in, it tends to produce a lot of malaise and uncomfortability and, and dis ease, yeah? So a little of the upness starts downloading into the inness, and what it does for me, it produces a traveling lighter in while you're in. It produces a traveling lighter through the travesties of the body. Yes, you know, it puts a traveling lighter through breakups. It puts a traveling lighter when you hear someone you really cared for just pass away all of a sudden. Travel lighter, all this, all this. It, the, but it doesn't come from the in. It, it expresses in the in. But it's from the of, yeah? And we're the doorway. We're like that, which is open to both the in and the of. The way with the identification itself, the door, there seems to be a lock on the inside. You can't get to the of, yeah? But it's an imaginary lock. If you just grab the doorknob, it would open. But we don't grab the doorknob, yeah? We just believe the head and we just assume this is what I am. But if you open it, then the upness has a chance to come in. And that's what you've been looking for the whole time out here. Like St. Francis says, what's looking, which is the upness, is what you're looking for in the inness. You don't escape from anything, I swear. If the body gets a broken knee, there's a broken knee. (laughs) If your time's up surfing, your time's up surfing. That's what happens. Yeah? But you can travel lighter through it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it.